Hi, and welcome to Enriched Perspective with Mike and Talisha Wallace, where we seek to shift paradigms through the exploration of biblical principles. I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. Welcome Welcome to to the the podcast. podcast. So today we're going to talk about hanging on in there. This is in relation to persevering through tough times, especially after receiving a promise from God. We're going to use David's backstory in 1 Samuel chapter 30 as an example where we witnessed his transition from being a shepherd boy to the king. Mike, you want to build on that a little bit? Sure. So David, David is the the one that we know as one of the more prominent kings of Israel, uh, the apple of God's eye. He's the one that we know that was the shepherd boy that was not considered initially for the throne, but eventually became God's choice. We see in the early parts of the book of First Samuel where David, of course, was in the sheepfold uh, watching the, the sheep of his father, Jess, and Samuel, after Saul had uh, disobeyed God on several occasions, was told by God to go there to anoint a new king. Um, of course, Samuel went through all of the sons and he couldn't find one. And then God told him, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. And in room comes David. David is selected. And then his life has changed forever from that point forward. Of course, he was the now newly anointed king, but he had not yet taken the throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the process of time or during the, the process of going from being the shepherd boy to the now the anointed king to becoming the, the full-on king, there was a lot of things that he had to endure. Of course, he had some great triumphs. Um, of course, initially, he became the armor bearer of Saul. Mm-hmm. And then, we, of course, we know about the story of him and David, of him and Goliath, where he slayed the giant. And we also know about him, you know, behaving himself wisely you know, among the people mm-hmm. and becoming one of re- a man of renown and of great authority and influence um, among the Israel, Israelites mm-hmm. to the point where Saul recognized the anointing that God had placed on him. And he was very jealous and also afraid mm-hmm. to the point where it went from him being kind of my confidant, my friend, my partner to my enemy. Right. And Saul was doing everything that he could to try to eradicate David. Right. And this is where we're kind of getting to when we get to, um, of course, First Samuel 30th chapter. But before that, of course, we know the couple of instances where Saul threw javelins at David, trying to pin him to the wall because, mm-hmm. you know, he was had the spirit of vexation upon him and he knew who David was. You know, you can't perform that well and you can't, you know, and especially if you've had the anointing on you before, you can kind of tell. Right. And Saul knew that David was going to replace him. So he was trying to, again, find a way. And he tried to him against the wall a few times and then of course there was multiple occasions where he was chasing them all throughout uh, Israel mm-hmm. a couple of times where David had caught uh, Sam Saul sorry in the cave and he cut off his clothing or he took his you know uh, armor uh, just to demonstrate like look I could have killed you mm-hmm. but because of how I feel about God and because I know that I'm not supposed to touch God's anointed you know I'm gonna I'm spare you right but he had to keep running and he got tired of running. Yeah. Um, when you get closer to the 30th uh, chapter, of course, right before then, I think Samuel had passed away as well. And Saul, you know, was doing what he do. Like I say, first of all, he went and found some uh, people that had the spirit of divination to try to figure out what his end was going to be. Uh, David, he's decided, like, look, I'm tired. So he went to the Philistines. He went to Ashish in particular, 
who was his friend mm-hmm. and asked for kind of a safe and a safe place and a kind of a dwelling place he can go and him and his men to hide because he knew that Saul wouldn't follow him into the Philistines territory. Right. And Ashes agreed, gave him a place to stay. And like David was good. You know, him and his men were able to stay there for a while. They were able to kind of regroup, replenish because they were no longer hiding in caves, hiding in the forest, you know, trying to evade Saul and his army. So he was good. He was comfortable. Got to the point where the Philistines were about to fight Israel. And David decided, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with y'all. And he was reminded really quickly of who he was and how they as a collective felt about him. Of course, Ashes liked him. Mm -hmm. But the rest of them was like, ain't you the same person that they said? Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. Ain't you that same person that killed our champion? Yes. You know, so it's like, yeah, we're not taking you with us. And who's to say that you're not gonna double double cross us when we got into the field be- just to make yourself look good to your master, right. Saul? Because David still loves Saul, mm-hmm. and they knew it. Right. And because of that, they're like, yeah, we don't trust you. So David goes back home, or they go back to Ziklag where they were, and what they find was just something that nobody wants to find. Their stronghold, their safe haven, their place of rest and refuge was burnt to the ground. Not only that, all their um, possessions, their livestock, you know, all their goods were taken as well as their wives and their children. Wow. And after all of this running, he finally got to a place where he can get rest, even though it was amongst your enemies. Mm-hmm. But then you come back and find all of that is destroyed as well. And mm-hmm. everybody was distraught. Everybody was angry. Everybody wanted blood. Right. But unfortunately, because David was the one in charge and David was the leader, mm-hmm. everybody was looking at him first. And they wanted to kill him because they thought, well, it's your fault. You know, mm-hmm. you, you the one brought us here especially you brought us into the enemy's camp and had us, you know, hiding out here. And now look at us. Never had this happen before while we were in the wilderness or when we were running from city to city. But once we get here, now we lose everything. And this was a time where David could have easily just like, you know what? Forget this. Yes. Forget all y'all. I'm done. You know, I can't take it anymore. I'm tired. I've been running. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm yeah. weary. You know, I'm stressed out. You know, I'm trying to make sure everybody good. And then this is how y'all repay me. Yeah, I'm supposed to be king, but man. Right. How much more, you know, do I have to endure? And for us, sometimes it's a challenge when we get into these situations where we know what God has told us. Yes. And we were speaking in a previous podcast about beyond reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. We're at the point where we believe what God has said. And we're not doubting it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it seems like such a chore yes. to get from where you are to where he has called you to be or where he has told you you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And this is where David is at. I can only imagine that that pressure to remember what God promised and still, regardless, hang in there. Like our topic is hanging in there, regardless of what's going on. And all those situations, I'm pretty sure he probably was afraid for his life on that point when Saul had a whole army after one person mm-hmm. to just keep going, keep pushing. Don't give up. God, God is with me. No matter what, I'm going to still hang in there. You know, that says a lot about his character as well. And he probably started out really strong, like yeah. most of us do. Oh, yeah. Like, say, when 
it seems like when you get the word the f- initially everything is going well and you have a lot of successes you have wins things mm-hmm. are you know seems like they're pushing you in that direction and then seems like somewhere down the line like it just shifts yeah it's like you feel the the weight of the calling and you feel the the forces that's trying to keep you from whatever that calling may be mm-hmm. and Again, you might be able to hold on for a little while. You you might have the strength, and because you're encouraged by all of the success that you've had, so you can go back and you can remember mm-hmm. those things that God has done and He's brought you through. But as it keeps lingering yeah. and as it keeps wearing on, and as you know, things seem like they keep going from worse to worse. Mm-hmm. It it becomes more difficult for you to hold on to that promise. So how do you do it? <laughs> how did he do it? David was one of those ones that. He just knew how to find himself in the right place with God. Yeah. So even in the case in situation in Ziklag, David, instead of, you know, getting angry and lashing out at everyone, the first thought that came to his mind is, where's the ephod? I need to go pray. I yeah. need to go seek the Lord. I need to go find out what, what is God saying? What, mm-hmm. what is he telling me to do in this moment? And I'd be the first to admit that's not always the first thought to come to my mind. No, we'd be fighting. <laughs> fighting or, you know, trying to trying to do your very best to use all your resources yeah. to avoid whatever's happened or to fix whatever's happened. Yeah. I mean, these people are talking about stoning him. Right. You made us lose our family. You make you going to die. Instead of David saying, what? I killed a giant. I killed a bear. I killed a lion. Come on. Let's I go. I wish you would. Let's bring it. You know, it's <laughs> Instead, right. he, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah, a lot of times that's just <laughs> not what we do first. No. Um, our first thought usually is to have a pity party. Yes. And just like they got angry, we get angry mm-hmm. because again, we're in the same situation. David didn't have his wife and his children there, wives, mm-hmm. not just one, wives mm-hmm. and his children. They weren't there waiting for him to tell them what happened. They were going too. Mm-hmm. All of his possessions were going too. And sometimes in those moments, like I say, everybody's looking at you and they don't realize that you're suffering the same loss, the same hurt, the same pain mm-hmm. as they are. And that can frustrate you. Right. And it, and it will cause you to lash out because mm-hmm. it's like, does any, do you, so y'all just around me because of what I can do for you, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, and you get mad. Right. And you say things, of course, like we were talking in the previous podcast, that you've, you've felt and you've had under control. You know, but in this moment, yeah, because of how it's like, so this is how y'all really feel, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I got you. Um, I, I like that he had some pride. He was holding on to what God said. He knew God was a God of His word. Absolutely. So that that had to have kept him pushing and worshiping and getting the epod and seeking the Lord. You know, like the men were looking at him, but he was looking at God absolutely you know so that's something that we should keep in mind when we start having our situations especially when you're talking about hanging on yeah because again we can sometimes no see no further than the tip of our nose mm-hmm. because of things are so dark and they're so dire so you have of course financial issues sometimes mm-hmm. that arise you know from loss of job and different things like that health issues I mean, that's a big one especially now with what's going on with the pandemic mm-hmm. you know and people that have pre-existing health issues as well you know it's hard sometimes to see past the next treatment you yeah. know talk about children 
that's another one when the kids are coming of age and mm-hmm. they're starting to make their own decisions and again it doesn't look like what they're doing what they're deciding is aligning with what you've taught them and what you've instilled in them mm-hmm. especially when you already know or god has spoken to you about like what he said they're going to become yeah. and you can't see that happening based on the current decisions that they're making right so there's so many different areas yeah. in our lives where we have these moments of doubt yeah. these moments of despair where things are just not going in the direction that we expected it to right. based on the promise that we received or the word that we received or the appointment even that we received from God mm-hmm. and we have to remind ourselves I know there's a scripture that says like say my foot almost slip mm-hmm. you know thinking about the, you know the prosperity of the wicked looking at everybody around you mm-hmm. it seems like they're prospering in their way they're doing well you know nothing's going wrong everything that they've desired you know their plan that they've developed has aligned and is you know working to a T they're mm-hmm. 30 60 90 everything is being hit right on the dot they're moving up the ladder yeah and you're serving God with all your heart mind soul and strength You've committed your ways to him. You know, he's giving you a promise, but it seemed like you cannot move forward. Yes. (laughs) So you had some early success. Yeah. And it looked like, you know, you were on your way. Mm -hmm. But then it seemed like everything just, all hell broke loose. Let's just go ahead and say, (laughs) you know, like your advocates gone. Now all of a sudden you're getting micromanaged or you're getting penalized for things you had nothing to do with mm-hmm. and you're getting called your character is being called into question when yes. first like, you were the person that was seen as one of upstanding character it's like you can't catch a break mm-hmm. everywhere you look there's something or there's yeah. someone mm-hmm. you know that's calling you out or yeah. pointing at you and it's it's in those moments yes. where we have to remember the first and foremost like say see god yeah because i'm pretty sure also in those moments you feel alone oh absolutely like i know god said this i know this i know that why you don't know who to turn to who who would believe you who would really support you in some of these hard times you know true and they come so hard and heavy yeah say it usually comes in bunches it's not just one and it's always like one, two, three, four, seven, nine, yeah. eleven, twelve, fifteen, twenty-five, <laughs> five-second like break, like back to back. Right, and it's hard sometimes to stay focused, mm-hmm. you know, and to really remember what it is that God had told you, and more importantly, to go back and seek Him mm-hmm. for a word. Yeah, the strength and grace to get through those hard situations because we will lean to our own understanding and we will mm-hmm. leverage all the resources that we have available to us right. to help us get out of our situation yeah well i'm curious what happened in the rest of that story because we didn't finish yeah well let's just recap david had 600 men so he could have just easily got them together and they could have just went after him mm-hmm. but instead like we mentioned first of all he encouraged himself in the lord but then after that he asked for the ephod and he prayed and asked the Lord, should we pursue? And the Lord said, pursue and recover all. Uh-huh. And then that's when David took action. Right. It wasn't before. It was after he had got the, the next direction and the next uh, commandment from the Lord that he took action. Him and his men, of course, went and pursued after the Amalekites. Mm-hmm. 200 of them had to 
kind of pause because they were tired because right before that they had just did a three day march from where they were with the Philistines. Right. When they got sent home, that wasn't like a two minute right. trip back home. That was a long journey. Right. So they just got back from that journey and now they're going on another journey. So two hundred of them couldn't make the journey. So they only had about two thirds of their squad. Right. And it just so happened that on their way they ran into an Egyptian that was one of the a slave of one of the Amalekites. Mm-hmm. And they fed him and, you know, gave him some meat and, you know, nourished him. And they made a promise to him. And then he showed him exactly where they were. Mm-hmm. And the Lord blessed him to be able to go and recover everything that they had lost, just like he had said. Right. And again, we want to get to that pursue and recover all. Right. But sometimes it's like, no, wait. Yeah. What do you do then? That's where you better have some grit. And hang on in there. Yeah, because that's when it gets tough. Yeah, I always say it's the it's the middle. Mm-hmm. The weight, is can, it can kill you. If yeah. you don't have the right spirit, the right attitude, right desires, it's in that weight. Waiting on the Lord for the next move. That's tough. Yeah, because everybody, myself included, I used to assume that it was always yes. Yeah. Everything was a yes. If you ask it, you shall receive it. In an instant. Yep. And if it didn't happen, it's because I didn't have enough faith. Or it, it's, it's something on in my part that must be deficient because God always says yes. As I matured, as I became a little bit deeper in this thing, I realized that God does say no. Yeah. And sometimes it's not a, a, a no like never. It's a no like not right now. Right. And it takes something to, to your point, be able to accept it. Because right. a lot of times, again, when we have the means, we have the resources, it's hard to accept a no or a not right now. Mm-hmm. It's easier to like, well, I, I can just go do it anyway. Yeah. And we make a shipwreck. Mm-hmm. That's when you're leaning to your own understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And again, now you're going to find yourself in a, different type of situation because mm-hmm. I think we talked about that mm-hmm. before it's like the GPS it'll tell you where to go but if you veer off mm-hmm. you might still get there but now it might take you a little bit longer right. you know part of the hanging on is having that patience to be able to wait for a word from the Lord and then when you get that word being able to act on it yeah and then just that trust Trust that it's God speaking to you and that God told you what he said. Yeah. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. True. Yeah. The funny thing is, is, is towards the end, like after he recovered all, it wasn't but two days later that he found out that Saul had been killed in battle. Wow. And now it was time for him to ascend to the throne in earnest, not just have the title, but now have the position and the full on, you know, everything that comes with being king. And had he had stopped right there, Mm -hmm. you know, had had he had, you said, you know what, forget this, I'm tired of it. I know this is what you said, but I just can't see it. You know, Mm -hmm. it ain't gonna happen for me. Or he could have killed Saul. Yeah, he could have killed him as well. And that would have been to his own demise. Mm -hmm. I think I was reading somewhere where I was talking about how reason why david was very reluctant to kill saul was because he didn't want to set that precedent like it's okay for you to kill a king he wanted to make sure that people honored the position and the role and also the appointment uh, that god had placed upon the individual so 
again, that was wisdom from his perspective because had he just took it upon himself to overthrow Saul, somebody would have tried to do the same for him, to him. Wow. And David, again, had he stopped, wow. you know, had he just like gave up, you know, had he just like, you know what, I'm tired of this, you know, or just went on his own accord in this situation, he could have lost the opportunity. Yeah, that's when I remember when you um you picked this this um example for the topic. At first, I was wondering like, what? I don't I don't understand like why would you pick this story? I didn't get it until we got to the end of end of this Ziglag situation, and then you started talking. We started talking about um him persevering through all that stuff and how how close he was to the kingdom. A couple of days, you know, like when he came back, a couple of days, all dead. Now you're <laughs> you're now the king, you know, True. like you said, had he given up, who knows? Yep, and that's why we want to just encourage whoever's listening, yeah, you know, and just ourselves as well. It's like when you get towards the end, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, even if the 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 circumstance itself isn't challenging or greater than any other circumstance it's the amount of time yeah that you've spent grinding yeah the amount of time that you spent hustling the amount of time that you spent persevering the amount of time that you spent just holding on yes it wears on you yeah i remember they had this one uh drill we were playing basketball my short career mm-hmm. um, that they sit you on the wall and you have to do like a sitting stance. Your back is on the wall, and then your your knees are like at a ninety degree angle. Mm-hmm. You're good for like the first couple of minutes. And the thing is, you didn't do anything differently. But the longer you sat there, mm. the harder it got. Mm. And it's like, boy, your calves start burning, and your your thighs start burning. Mm. And all of a sudden. It's like a tear swelling up in your eye. <laughs> sweating. Cause, cause sweating <laughs> real hard. Things start shaking. Your foot start to slide oh. just a little bit. Mm. You know, and your toes curl up. You're doing everything you can to try to just hang on, waiting yeah. for that coach to blow that whistle to see, like, with every passing second, is like it turns in from seconds to hours. Each Oof. second just seems so long. Mm. It's like you could feel every millisecond in mm. your in your bones and in your your muscles. Wow. And the thing was, it's like it wasn't that it was long. It was just that it felt long. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can hang on, mm-hmm. and if you can do this consistently, eventually you get stronger. Eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do it a little bit longer. You could last a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, it built something yeah. in you that was necessary for the game that you were going to play. Mm-hmm. And me, I never could figure that out. <laughs> I didn't like that. So, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I ain't doing this. And, and then. I slide all the way down. And then. And you could have had playing time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Right. Like I said, I get on the court. And after about, you know, 30 seconds, I'm wheezing because mm-hmm. I didn't do none of the, the prepping drills. I didn't right. do none of the running. Or I did it, but I half did it. See. You know, all of the strength and conditioning, I did it, but I half did it. Mm. I like to play, though. But, <laughs> you know, all of those other things was necessary for me to be able to be effective yeah. in the role that I was supposed to play on the team. Mm-hmm. And had David not gone through the things that he went through, he could not have been as effective mm-hmm. as a king, as a leader of not just men, but great men, men of renown. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people that were with David, right. I mean, these are men that, you know, go into one city and, and an individual kills 600 people. 
Wow. Killed giants. I mean, David wasn't the only one that killed giants. It was a couple of people that were under him that killed giants. And all of his experiences were needful for him to be able to lead mm-hmm. a group of people like that. So it sounds to me like whatever situation God has all of us individually in is for the making of what God is um, preparing us to be. Right. And that's the part that we tend to miss. And that's why we have a hard time going through yeah. the things that we go through is because we can't always see the end of it. Mm-hmm. And we don't see how it fits into that overall view and vision of what God has for us. Yeah, and it seems like it'll take longer the more you step away if you keep giving up. And if you really want to become what God promised, if you take um, those detours, as we were talking about, it's going to take you longer to get there. or You may not get there at all. True. Your whole lifetime will be spent going in circles. True. And that's something we don't want to do. Yeah. And then that was, again, Israel. We go back to that story again. Yeah, they were right there. Everything that led up to it had them in the promised land. Mm -hmm. But because of their unbelief, you know, because of their doubt, they weren't able to make it in. Mm -hmm. And we can do that to ourselves when God give us a promise. And if we don't hold fast to the promise that he gave us and if we don't stay diligent in Mm -hmm. seeking him and searching after his will, his way, his direction, we can miss out on the promise as well. Or we could just get weary mm-hmm. and say, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season. That due season sometimes seems like it takes forever yeah. to come. But the thing about it is when it comes, it takes it wipes away all the headache, the mm-hmm. heartache, the trouble, the trauma that you've had to endure. Because in that moment when your due season comes, you realize that it was all necessary. Mm-hmm. It was worth it. And it allowed you to be in a position to give God the glory. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want to take credit for the things that we accomplished and the places that we go, you know, and the things that we're able to see. But it, it was God that did that. Mm-hmm. And David, he realized once he ascended to the throne that if it had not been the Lord that was on his side, like I say all of those different circumstances that he found himself in, he wouldn't have been able to make it through. Right. You know, it was God that established him. Mm-hmm. He realized that mm-hmm. after going through all the different things that he went through, being able to persevere and hang on and have that grit and that tenacity yeah. to you know, stay focused on what God has called him to do. He realized that I couldn't have done that by myself. No. That's what gives us confidence to be able to hang on. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by God's spirit mm-hmm. that we're able to do the things that we're able to do. We're able to endure things that we're able to endure. Suffering is not easy. No. Sickness is not easy. No. Losses and heartache is not easy. Mm -mm. But to be able to find a way to hold on to your faith and still be able to give God glory in the midst of struggles and trials and tribulations, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it says a lot. It says a lot about you. Your character, you you're getting to see what's what you what you made of, I guess. It it definitely is a, a good preparation, you know, because again, if you can do this, if you can trust God in this, then these other things, I guess, yeah. it's a cakewalk. So that's encouraging. It, I I I love that God said it. He's with you. I believe it, and that settles it. So we can hang in there, just knowing what God is with us. Absolutely. White knuckle it up. Yeah. Don't let course. go. Be encouraged. Stay the course. And you'll find that in the end, it definitely was worth it. That's right. Not only for you, 
book for the others around you that you'll be able to help as well. Well, that's our time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode has further enriched your perspective. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. God God bless. bless.